This is episode 233 of Bleak and Review. Tonight's guest, Radisson Zaharyev, plus children's book author P.M. Triers stops by. All of this and literature for small people only on Bleak and Review. That is indeed correct. This is the Bleak and Review podcast. I am Kevin Anderson, the host of it. And I apologize for the fact that this episode is coming out a day late. Did you notice? Maybe. I know one of you noticed, at the very least one of you noticed while in the middle of an acid trip and told me about it, so thanks for that. I uh, have been occasionally managing my time well, but the Thursday night before this episode was supposed to come out was not one of the times when I was managing my time well. One of the rare instances, I'm usually very on top of my shit, as anybody who's been listening to this podcast for the last year knows that I'm totally under, like I got everything under control. I'm fine. I'm normal. <laughs> no, I'm mostly okay. I think just a lot of uh, lack of sleep is catching up to me. One thing they don't often tell you is that uh, the transition from being a single guy for like two years to fairly regularly sharing a bed with somebody in terms of sleeping they forget to tell you that that is a quite an adjustment, and holy shit, it's hard to sleep sometimes. <laughs> Mostly because I'd be smashing. At <laughs> no, mostly because, honestly, not even, it's, it's more of a, I'm used to sprawling out like a psychopath to be able to fall asleep, and I'm like, oh, I have to account for another body in my bed, and, you know, that's some space that I normally would have allocated for myself to lay in a very strange pose because that's the only way that I know how to fall asleep. So we're adjusting to that, and it's catching up to me. And I'm going to keep this intro short, because I really want to go to bed. But <laughs> that is where I'm at. And where America is at is, at least earlier in the week, we were uh, a lot of, lot of uh, dialogue on the social media channels about whether or not the Dr. Seuss books should have been canceled. <laughs> This one falls in the category of who gives a shit for me because these books are from, I don't know, if you, if you didn't hear about this, the publisher of some Dr. Seuss books or whatever decided to not publish a couple of specific titles any longer, I believe, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street and uh, if I ran the zoo, and there's probably, you know, I don't really remember these books that well, but from what I've gathered recently, there's uh, some problematic imagery in there for sure so you know i'm not saying that like you know again not a pc culture cancel culture rant just did it matter does it do anything i don't think so <laughs> first of all these books have been in print for almost a hundred years some of them and there's tons of copies out there so it's not like we're gonna get rid of them it seems like a performative act on the part of the publisher but also like whatever it's not there's no real negative implications. I mean, I guess the one thing it does achieve is it can establish some kind of foothold for sketchier reasons to ban books in the future, I guess. I don't know. It's like, well, they did it for the Dr. Seuss thing, so why can't we get rid of the Torah? I don't know. what, <laughs> Whatever weird loopholes in mental gymnastics that some shithead would want to go through to do something like, you know, for bad reasons. One of the big memes going around was like, I can't believe that WAP by Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B was the song of the year last year, and we're canceling Dr. Seuss? Which, that's not even a 
that's not even an argument. <laughs> that's really stupid. As far as I know, Dr. Seuss wasn't like one fish, two fish, sopping gash. Nope. Not going to finish that. They're not the same. It's not the same argument. I don't know why anyone would even try to do that as a thing. And like, I, I get like, I don't know. I get, I get the want to do this. It's the same thing with like changing sports team names and, and a lot of other things that like are good and like, it's cool, but it seems like that's all we ever get is like symbolic shit. We don't ever really get anything to actually change. Like nobody's defunded the police. <laughs> we're barely going to, I don't even think we're going to reform them. Like nothing has happened really. Right. Except in like three cities, but we're like, Hey, we won though, because you know, that book with the Chinese character in it from 1935 is gone. So racism solved. It makes you wonder if these companies would ever do that kind of stuff. If the common, you know, like, let's say there was a pushback against it. Their only reason they're doing it is because they want, it's a capitalistic endeavor. It always is. It's nobody's doing this out of the goodness of their heart. Like, cause if the world was demanding that we put more Dr. Seuss books in publication, like in print, like make double the copies. We want to see the word Chinaman written more often. Like if that was what the world was pushing for, then they just do that. Like, supply and demand etc i guess an emotional supply and demand and again it's not like i don't know i think i think dr seuss was probably racist right because he just was of the times and those books are definitely kind of problematic because they're of the times that they were published so it's like kind of like erasing history but it's also not a big important part of history and again it's not like these books aren't going to be out there i'm sure there's digital copies everywhere too like you can just have it like it's not going to be gone forever but I also don't think it's like uh, the same as tearing down a Confederate monument, because I feel like I feel like some people have tried to make that argument of like, well, if you're going to tear down the monuments and you got to do all this stuff too, because everything is the same. And it's no, it's not. It's not. It's not the same. Uh, somebody writing a children's book that the content of which is reminiscent of the time period that I wrote, and and it's like kind of weird. Like I think that's a little different than an actual statue glorifying a time in our country's history when men killed each other for the ability to own other men and women and children. It's not the same. Uh, I wouldn't put those on the, the playing, the same playing field. It's kind of like whenever you hear like a, a, a white person go, well, that's kind of like exactly like saying the N word when it's about something that's not close to saying the N word, like, like ginger or something <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know the history of the word ginger, but uh, I'm pretty sure that it doesn't carry the same weight that other words do. And that's my that's always my problem because I don't really know where to, to land on this and nor do I care that much, but it is something that happens, so I'm talking about it. I'm too nice for the hardcore right and I'm too nuanced and logical for a specific section of the left. And <laughs> obviously a, a specific section of the right. Everything is nuanced. I don't know what I'm talking about. I need to go to bed. Um, yeah, so mission accomplished. We got rid of the Dr. Seuss books. Everything's gonna be fine. That's what we can hold on to. Everything is going to be fine here on Bleak and Review because this is a fun episode. I know it is because I was there when it happened. Our first guest on the show tonight is friend of the show, Radiston Zaharyev. Chances are you've heard this goofball before on the podcast. He's been around for ages. He's a dear friend of mine and a very funny man and whimsically problematic in his own right. <laughs> and then a little later in the show, we have a new guest, a first-time club. P.M. Triers. Speaking of which, he is a children's book author, and he 
has some very interesting stories, spooky and scary stories for children that he's been writing and ones that he hopes to write in the future. And we get to hear a little bit about that and all of the fun that comes along with that. So without further ado, let's get into it. This is Bleak and Review. We will be right back after this musical interlude with Radistin Zaharyev. Woohoo! And we are back here on Bleak and Review. I remain Kevin Anderson, the guy you heard in the intro. Joining me today, dear friend of the show, uh, going back to the days of the living room, uh, back when it was just us at a ragtag group of guys with microphones and a, and a mixer covering most of the living room, it's Radisson Zaharyev. Good day. How do you do today? And this is how he sounds, and that is canon. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not, I am not the foreign one. Right, that's right, because uh, there is another Radisson Zaharyev, of course, if the canon is intact, that is our Bulgarian news correspondent, which we haven't heard from in a while. Uh, do you happen to know, I know this is probably racist for me to ask, but do you happen to know what's going on with him? Is he okay? It is racist of you to ask, like all Bulgarians named Radisson Zaharyev know each other. Uh, that being said, I do know what happened. It's not looking good for him. He, uh, like a lot of Eastern European people, is an anti-maxer. Master. Oh, sure. Uh, he doesn't want Bill Gates inside his mouth. So he is not wearing masks. So we haven't heard from him for a second. Um, Shit. That's devastating. I haven't heard from him. So, and I'd like to because I'd like for him to explain what that means. But the last time I told, I asked him to elaborate on what do you mean by I don't want Bill Gates inside my mouth. He said, don't be gay. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he so, thinks he, it's kind of like how certain uh, old country uh, colloquialisms around eating pussy is like, Hey, if you put that in your mouth, what wouldn't you put in your mouth? That's gay. Uh, so they're, they're doing, they're extrapolating that to a mask uh, thing. Right. Yeah. He follows the vibes cartel doctrine of eating <laughs> pussy. Wait, vibe, please explain vibes cartel. Very niche joke. <laughs> no, explain that though. It's very niche. Oh, okay. Well, vibes, I, I will absolutely explain that. Uh, vibes cartel is a rap or Jamaican like dance hall rapper artist. So he's like their version of reggaeton. Oh, sure. And also he is from a really apparently like He's from a place so gangster, they just named it Gaza, like the fucking area in Israel where they're constantly bombing each other. The Gaza Strip, which is like the most pro- right? apt name. The, Ga- the Gaza uh, Strip, but, which is where all the good casinos are. Crime, but a lot of his music um, has lyrics like, I will never suck a pussy. I will never suck. I will never fuck a Bati. Bati Boys. Gaza for life. Bati yes. Boys, that's a thing, right? Which is like, Huh? Oh, that is something. That's something. <laughs> That's a very hilarious way to call something somebody a terrible slur. <laughs> well, we don't need to explain further than that, certainly. No, that's one of those things that I think where like they take it sounds hilarious to, to us, but to them it's serious. It's like how you know how some British swear words just sound like nursery rhymes to us? We're like, haha, bellend. <laughs> or give it to uh, the uh, child to shut uh, up. Pikey fuck or uh, yeah, limey bat. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So Bati boy sounds just downright quaint, but it's not. It's 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 offensive. 
it's not clean. And so Vibes Cartel is kind of the uh, uh, the problematic uh, reggaeton uh, thing of Eastern Europe. Of Jamaica? What are you talking about? Oh, I thought about? you said Eastern Europe earlier. I'm no. very confused. Is it Jamaica not in Eastern Europe? <laughs> no, but I guess they have some very similar sensibilities. Yeah, I, like, I do think that's interesting how... Uh, they both love boiled goat. <laughs> they love boiled goat but they won't eat puss they won't put pussy in their mouths that's interesting <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the, gross can i have another pigfoot please yeah can you give me one more one more pigfoot but if you if you if you lick your, your significant other's uh nether region then that means you probably take dicks in the ass but could i also eat the foot of a lamb <laughs> i don't that's know if gonna lamb... be my metal band that's going to be a cover metal band, Foot of Lamb. <laughs> lamb of God, Lamb of Foot. Yeah. <laughs> Cut of Lamb. Cut of Lamb. <laughs> so uh, you did mention uh, that things are probably pretty hard for the other Radistan Zahariev right now. Radistan Boris Zahariev, as it were. Um, does that mean that uh, Bulgaria is maybe not handling uh, COVID very well? I, I, gotta, I have to admit, I don't really know what's going on over there. Dude, I don't even know what's going over there. And it, I have family there. I was going to say, isn't like, your mom there? <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, it was um, <clears throat> it was good. And then it, it got so good, they opened things back up. But they just literally said, all right, no more virus. So they opened everything up. And then it got real bad. Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> oh, no, it got, it got like worse. It got what they were fearing would happen here. Oh, really? They're like the hospitals filled up and they were they were, they were telling people they're like listen diabetes isn't gonna kill you tomorrow and we're gonna we need the diabetes doctor for fucking covid people so you're not gonna get they you know, just lay off the sugar and just make sure your feet aren't too scaly but like <laughs> so they had a hierarchy of diseases yeah and covid was at the top of it like it got it got because that was the point of the quarantine, really, right? It's to, it's not that it's not going to spread, but it'll spread slower. And right. I guess they just said, okay, well, we got it down to zero, so we're good. The Bulgarian zero, which is like 50,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's but then wild. now, <clears throat> so they close, I think they're opening back up. There's like vaccines and stuff now. But the issue with the vaccines is that Bill Gates is a... Uh, like, of all of Gates. all the rich people not to trust, I gotta be honest with you, Bill Gates is probably at the bottom of that one. Right. Like I feel like like you know, I think obviously at the top of that list, you got Elon Musk, you got Jeff Bezos, you got yeah. you know, like those are your those are your heavy hitters. I think Bill Gates has to be like he has to be like behind he's behind Ellen and Oprah for me. Like I would trust yeah. him. You know, what I, I mean? like, trust the entire royal family, including the ones they booted less than I trust <laughs> Bill Gates. Like, I trust I trust Princess Di's murdered corpse more than I trust. <laughs> well, yeah, she's not telling secrets. She, okay. she ain't snitching. She ain't yeah. that's the one thing you could say. Say what you will about Princess Di, but she don't snitch no more. Those were her last words, actually. They asked her uh the, that she was alive when the paramedics rolled up and they asked her what happened and she said go fuck yourself <laughs> she, she, she said she said not on gordon block son and yeah. then she died. <laughs> <laughs> oh we got a little we got a little shout out to the heavens from our upcoming guest on that <laughs> that was beautiful oh goodness so rad i have to ask because you joined this zoom with a uh, cyrillic a cyrillic name that's not cyrillic that's, that's not cyrillic Ar that's arabic i was hoping you'd ask 
I okay. I was gonna. I was just assumed Cyrillic because of your contentious relationship with Cyrillic, uh, or using Cyrillic to get you know to make lampoons uh, at our job that we shared together at one point. Um, I why why is your name in Arabic on this Zoom? So that you ask me what it says. <laughs> All right. Well, we got that one. Check that off the list. Uh, but I was thinking it's a about- two-tier. It's a two-tier joke because now I get to tell you it says Kevin eats shit. <laughs> rude yeah uh, but you know as long as he doesn't call me a bati boy i'm cool with it <laughs> what do you think the middle eastern equivalent of a bati boy is a woman <laughs> it's a woman <laughs> we'll probably cut that um <laughs> no we can't people have come to expect a certain type of energy from radisson zahari of episodes on this show so i can't uh, I can't, I can't cut that. That has to stay because this is just the energy that we have together. I hope I get canceled over whatever I've said so far. I would love it if someone got canceled from this podcast because no, that be, would first mean- of all, I because if they canceled me, I would love to, I'd love to see what I had going on that that you can cancel me <laughs> yeah. from. That'd be news to me. And number two, that would be hilarious if they're like, you can't say Bati. Okay. Yeah. No, that, I mean, you know, you know, that, uh, the, the really adamant, uh, liberals on Twitter, they like to, uh, to really research reasons why that someone should be, uh, canceled as opposed to like, you know, holding them up at uh, face value and like uh, finding out what they actually believe they like to just find buzzwords and cancel. And I would love it if they did their research and <laughs> managed to cancel. I mean, we already explained what the term meant, but we didn't if, say what the was far enough back on my twitter you're gonna see like just me very consistently and adamantly harassing like chingy <laughs> the rapper and like chingy the I rapper think... not to be confused with chingy the president <laughs> right yeah yeah not not chingy the president of uh uh, uh Vibes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Now, of course, and this brings us to a segment that happens every time on this episode, uh, podcast when you're on, Rad, which is Chingy Watch. And what is going on with Chingy? Can you give us an update on Chingy? Uh, actually, let, let's find out what's <laughs> what's up with Chingalang. Chingalang? Uh, <laughs> I-20. I'm going to go Are you researching Twitter Twitter right now? now. Are you looking it up? Let's let's see what the, the top three uh, tweets uh, on Chingy's yeah, Twitter I, are I right have to now. log out to view his tweets because he blocked me. <laughs> Chingy blocked you? Yeah. What? What? Now, while you're looking it up, what was the tweet that did it? Would you just, you just, uh, what is it, racial epithet? <laughs> no, I would, ne- I would never to his. To his Twitter. He may, he may write there. Come on. <laughs> you don't disrespect like. It's right there. It's not over there. Yeah. Do you do you meet Sir Arthur Conan Doyle? Conan. <laughs> that's that's his rap name. That's when he's out there hustling and scamming Conan. fools on the streets. <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle, which might be the episode title. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, but yeah. So what's Let's go with the oh wow, Chingy doesn't tweet. The last time Chingy tweeted was December 8th, 2020. Has nobody checked on Chingy since Whoa, then? Whoa, Chingy Watch is this is a, this is see Britney Watch was so important to everybody, and we got results out of that. We need to get Chingy Watch going because motherfucker hasn't tweeted since the new year. That's that's sus. So <laughs> the last tweet we got from Chingy was a response to somebody named Chelsea. <laughs> Just generically Chelsea. 
It's literally at Chelsea. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. She had, that's actually impressive. She got that. She they gave her a blue check mark just because of that. She's a nobody, but she got Damn, at Chelsea. Chelsea, so that's a celebrity now. She said one call away was at Chingy. This Drake track. I don't know what that means, but the last thing we ever heard Chingy from Chingy on Twitter was, or was Drake's chicks records Chingy's one call away? Oh, I think Chingy had a stroke. Chingy might have had a stroke, or Chingy might just be cling- trying to start some beef with Drake, maybe. Because uh, I feel like to stay relevant in the game these days, you got to kind of just throw, you just got to lash out at people on Twitter, right? Isn't that kind of how it goes down? I'm looking at his Instagram right now. Oh, hell yeah. No, we're getting, we're, we're fully covering this. We're fully covering Chingy Watch. <laughs> yeah, at Chingy. I'm looking at his Instagram right now. And well, he, he got just... at Chingy? <laughs> Yeah, he got at Chingy. Damn. What's going on in the gram? What's going on, Chingy Graham? He just like it, it just it looks like if they ever needed like stock footage of just a well put together black person that you can match up with a non-black family and you know what? you know what I mean? You say so so I was initially make yourself like a, a nice commercial for like a video camera or something. Oh, you mean like like in a in a company's diversity brochure, oh. like where they're like, hey, here at here at Apple, we hire uh, all kinds of people. Look, here's a black guy and here's a Latina and that kind of thing. But it's all of them because they're all he wears a dress shirt and then he does that thing, you know, like that thing they used to do in sitcoms at the start when they'll put somebody's name and then they'll just look at the camera and just, oh, look, there's a camera. This my name underneath it. How are you guys doing? Whoa. I'm the father. I'm here now. If people yeah. can see on the Zoom, I'm doing hand gestures. It's great. Yeah, look at all the pictures. Look like he's coming from whatever the song is. It goes, and then there's Chingy. And he just turns around and gives a thumbs up. It's it's like an it's a show where Chingy all of a sudden uh, moves in to a, a home where he's like the crazy uncle. There's like a family that's trying to get by, and Chingy comes in to be the third heat to kind of get them back on the rails. Uh, even though he's a bit of an oddball, but he has a lot of life wisdom to impart. He's Uncle Chingy. <laughs> uncle, yeah, basically, yeah, Uncle Chingy. <laughs> So this is concludes Chingy Watch. Uh, apparently, Chingy's trying to beef with Drake and is doing a lot of uh, modeling poses for Getty Images. Stock photo, mo- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's out here in Shutterstock, trying to. He's trying to. That that means that Chingy's probably falling on hard times if he's trying to get fucking Shutterstock money. Or Shutterstock's like paying pays very. Maybe Shutterstock's what OnlyFans was at the start, where it was only a select few that knew about it. Oh. Not even a select few, just like a couple of people figured out. I don't know if that's how OnlyFans work. Did, did the ones that got on it first make the most money? Probably I not. I don't know. I don't know. The only experience I've had with OnlyFans is that a lot of people that I know started them in quarantine, and I may have looked at some of them. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Um, a lot of people I know. Here's the thing. Here's why nobody likes women. Because <laughs> they and this is, of course, the other segment nobody. we do every Listen, time Radiston is on I'll the say show. it right now again. Kevin Anderson says what? nobody likes women on his podcast, Bleak and the Jew. What? You heard it here first. 
this is a whole lot of disinformation you're throwing out right now. But you know what? We are a comedy show, and I'll allow it to watch yourself. <laughs> we have counselor. a good time sometimes at the expense of others. So I guess we don't have a good time. <laughs> I want to say that the 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 uh, elevator pitch for this podcast, the log line is not the show where they hate women. I will say that it's not that is not canon. <laughs> but uh, please expound on your thoughts. Okay. After I tell you this, you're gonna agree that oh, probably, nobody... yeah, you're yeah, very convincing. This, yeah, this is gonna they, because every every woman I've I've talked to that's like maybe I should just like do an OnlyFans and it's like first of all you want this is just no I'll just show my feet and the, the arrogance it takes to think <laughs> that all it all you have to do is show a foot or two and you're gonna make a killing do you know how much like have you seen what the women that make a killing do like the grind that is I mean Here's it's a porn studio. You shoot a porn studio. You think you're going to take pictures? I'll tell you something. Even if you're into feet, that's not enough. Even if you got the best. I love tits. If it was just the website of just tits and nothing but tits, like the best tits ever, but that's all you see, just the chest area. So I'm a, not. A focused zoom on the breasts. No, no yeah, that's human not enough, body man. attached. Yeah. I think I think this. it's an interesting conundrum because, A, obviously – Foot fetishism is a real thing. I think, uh, and but you know, still got to try. You still, <laughs> still got to <laughs> lacquer them bitches up, put them on a dick or something. I don't know. Like you can't coast on your feet. <laughs> no, you, you can't just kick your feet up and thin and watch the <laughs> watch the kick, tokens you, roll in. You can't just kick your feet up near a webcam and hope that <laughs> and hope that no. it's gonna work out. Uh, but I think that is interesting. Is uh, uh, that 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 you know if you're trying to start uh, an OnlyFans, going right to a niche category like feet it's like all right maybe you have some kind of following because of comedy or whatever like on your instagram or whatever but like to start with just feet seems like you're really limiting your options and i feel like like i've started a patreon and i know how the returns on that are oh uh, but the thing is, <laughs> i think if you just if you start with just feet you it's still you have to. I I think if you start with feet correctly, you probably could do it. If you but, step correct, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My thing is this: the people I talk to assume that all it takes is just showing, like just taking pictures of your bare feet. Right. There's got to be dicks involved. Baby oil, I'm guessing. You know what I mean? You're not gonna make the money that way. You gotta so, light it properly. So I guess what, and, and that is why, Kevin, nobody likes women. <laughs> because one person you talked to wanted people to jack off to her feet. It was three. Oh, and it's okay. not that they wanted, and it's not that they wanted people to jack off to their feet. It's that they wanted to, but they weren't willing to put in the work, the groundwork. <laughs> See, that's where, that's the only thing I would, I know we're doing a, a bit of an extended bit here, but that is the one thing I would agree. It's like, you can't just like. You can't just, uh, you have to, like, again, going back to the Patreon thing, I edit. I put sound effects in and betting music and stuff. I put work into this thing, and I hope that someone would give me $5 a month. If I'm going to do feet, I would want to do the equivalent of sound effects on feet. I don't know. Maybe you have a, a you put a, you know, maybe you decorate your feet with, uh, with with body paint, or you do something with trinkets. I don't know. Maybe you have a That's how you know both you and I are like particular foot guys because like i, I get we have no is that idea what they what do body, body paint a nice what? shoe a pump yeah and it's like even but like even for the the 
the idea of a fetish, you know, you want to, you want to try to uh, really like, I feel like to jump in and become a foot girl, you would have to learn a little bit about the culture surrounding it before you could immediately make it profitable. I mean, probably I fucked the foot after the Chappelle special. You fucked the foot. It was all right. Yeah. You know, that that was the special where he talked about how he likes to fuck feet. And I'm like, well, if Dave Chappelle likes it, let's, let's try it. And it was okay. I, that's, that's a, I've known you for quite some time, Radisted, and that's a very, that's the first time I've heard about you fucking someone's foot. And that's, well, because that's the only time it happened. It's like, sure, it's that's like the only a time hand you... job from an amputee that tries really hard. Wait, what? Yeah. You know, it's oh, like, cause they got no hands. Yeah. I mean, it's not. My girl did they, use bunions, both, so did they nice. use both feet? Was it a both foot thing or do they have extra curly toes? No, no, it's both feet. You got to And then they, there's like a little gash in between that you put, you put it in. <laughs> hey girl, hey girl, can I get up in that foot gash? <laughs> Come on, let me, and our upcoming guest is uh, regretting everything leading up to his life at this point, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's interesting though. That's interesting because I, I know a bit about your fetishes, Rad, and I didn't know that you tried that one. But it's you—you you gotta try out a fetish to make sure it's not your thing. Like I've made out with dudes, so I get it. Uh, which I'm not gonna try to equate that to a fetish. I realize that that's a weird thing that I just made a parallel between. Yeah, but, uh, and by the way, if you wanted to start an OnlyFans, me you personally? know damn just of you kissing dudes, you know damn well just like a a quick smooch, just like. No. Seven second videos of like, okay, that's not gonna get you. It's anywhere. all grainy. You gotta get it's in, in there. It's in fucking portrait mode and not landscape. It's just like there's like a black border on it. Like nobody wants yeah. that. You gotta, you it's gotta, gotta be get passionate. A passionate, certainly. I was gonna say get a better camera, uh, but Music. also passion. It's gotta have a, I don't know, Kenny Loggins. It's just yeah, you passionately you got- <laughs> kissing bearded men to Kenny Loggins. Yeah, yeah. Playing with the boys has to be playing yeah. in the background. And at some point, you got to wink at the camera and be like, uh, give me your mouth, goose. Uh, (laughs) And of course, mouth goose is hyphenated. Foot gash and mouth goose, a buddy cop comedy coming to TBS this this summer. (laughs) What started off as an OnlyFans account of a man kissing other men is now this summer's hottest comedy. Turns out two friends tried to make up. It's it's what it is. It's the logical progression of I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That's all. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Which if listeners don't remember, that was a movie that posited the idea. What if two men pretended to be gay for money reasons? And it was a riot. We all loved it. <laughs> Adam Sandler played basketball. I remember that. That was funny. But like they were the sand they touched each other. It's gay. Yeah, and it was and it was great, and it was a theme that translated to all the Grown Ups films. It was fantastic. Um, but before we go, I wanted to I wanted to touch on one more Twitter related thing before we go to break here, Rad, uh, because we were talking about Twitter. We did Chingy Watch, thank God. Uh, we, but I wanted to, uh, what is the um, uh, status? Obviously, it seems like you're out. You were banned uh, or blocked banned on Twitter for a while because you put your name in Cyrillic, and people assumed you were a bot. Is that correct? That's what Twitter told me. That's what the bots at the Twitter Twitter told me what I responded. Yeah. The big um, bots. But you know what? After a year of petitioning and having my relentless 114 user base just hammer them with emails, <laughs> calls, tweets, letters, handwritten letters. 
handwritten letters usually a, a lot of my a lot of my fans are bakers so there's white powder all over those those letters so i don't know if they got opened or what happened there but <laughs> i'll tell you what and i'll take full credit for this um the day i got my twitter back was the day that the lord protector his trumpness lost his whoa yeah. so you think that it's kind of like a uh we can't it'd be too powerful for both of them to have an active twitter at the same time is just you know balance what did thanos say there's there's got to be balance in the world i think thanos okay. said uh, uh uh what that mouth do also <laughs> <Is> that <right? laughs> who, who did he say that to probably black widow i think the hulk yeah yeah he's more the only speed. one that could probably take a thanos load there's a, there's <laughs> it can't be that easy to 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 acquire a Thanos load. He's just like a cosmic supreme being. You can't just take that. It's gonna be it's gonna be like a Mortal Kombat fatality where it just melts your face off if you the try. Th the thing that nobody talks about with the Infinity Gauntlet is that there's an actual uh extra stone uh thing in the palm of it, and it's the cum stone, and that's just that's just what it's there. And that's is you that, don't that's find... the opaque white one. Yeah, it's the opaque white one that kind of that oozes a little bit. And uh <laughs> you put it in there and you snap your fingers and half of the universe nuts in their pants immediately <laughs> regardless of gender by the way i would snap that so <laughs> snap that give me some more snap that all on the floor see that's fun even Acon. if it just made me come i would just be like i'd be like in a 1950s gang just walking down the street snapping <laughs> just just ruining <laughs> pants <laughs> ruin <laughs> Fucking blasted like a shotgun through your crotch region. Uh, <laughs> I like I like the idea of Akon being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe too. We'll have to send some uh, uh some powdery letters to them about that as well. Because you know we got Hannibal Burris in there. You know why why not Akon? These are just valid who, points. Who does Hannibal Burris play? Uh, he was a teacher in uh, at Peter Parker's high school in uh, Homecoming and Far From Home, I believe. So uh, what up? What up? Also, uh, <laughs> I believe, uh, who is it? Brian Husky or someone? Some other UCB motherfucker is in there. Who could care? Uh, <laughs> so uh, that being said, Rad, I'm glad you're back on Twitter. I'm glad the Lord Protector uh, 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 what, uh, gave up his time on Twitter so that you could uh, emerge like a phoenix and shed your feathers, et cetera, or burn up. No, or they took it from him. It they wasn't. Took... This was, yeah. I'm not. They took it, but this is why. This is why, because yeah. they were like, we. Need it wasn't Radisson. political. It wasn't we political. Just space needs to be made in the blogosphere. I do like the idea of uh, political correctness going so far as to take down a prominent white man's Twitter to allow a Bulgarian man with a meager following to have a voice. <laughs> I offered. I told him I I would tweet on his behalf. And he didn't take you up on that, did he? I told I told him those hundred fourteen bakers. They you know. <laughs> They're all they bakers. do all their work early in the morning. After that, they're at my disposal. Hey, I'm don't one of bother your them. You know, between four a.m. to seven a.m., don't bother them. But after that, they're they're sending letters. They're tweeting. Would you say that all of your bakers are on a need to dough basis? I gotta go. All right, <laughs> that's fair. It's actually perfect because we do need to go to a quick break here. Uh, but Rad, I hope you can stick around and talk to this next guest with me. 
I must. Yeah, if you must. I mean, you agreed to do this, so obviously you must. uh, (laughs) We are going to go to a quick break. Um, We do have, coming up after the break, a children's author uh, coming to the show. Now, Rad, uh, I'm assuming that you love books made for children. I mean, that's the, yes, because that's what I give to them. Yeah, you give them the gift of words. You're a word. Educate yourself, young blood. Here's the (laughs) communist manifesto. (laughs) You come out like Ice Cube on Until We Rich. You're like, we got to get off the phone. We got to talk to our grandmas because they'll help us through (laughs) the dark holes and the pitfalls. Everybody know we got the world to gain. We got to stop the pain. Lord, stop the rain. And then, you know, Crazy Bone comes on and spits his nonsense. Uh, (laughs) Reading is good, except for Mein Kampf. That's my song. <laughs> we gotta talk to we gotta talk about the superior white race and uh and okay nope that's cutting two things to cut uh so we're gonna go to a quick break here because up after the break we have pm triers children's author will be joining us and i'm very excited to talk to them so we'll be talking to pm triers and more radisson zahariev after this <laughs> And we are back here on Bleak and Review. Again, I am still Kevin Anderson, joined here uh, in the co-pilot position by Radiston Boris Zahariev. No, that's not him. He's the other guy. But this is Rad Zahariev. What up, Rad? Hey, hey, hey. That's what he go like. And uh, joining us uh, first time on the show in this segment, I'm very excited to get to know this guy because he is a children's author to the stars, possibly. <laughs> Don't know why I threw that in there. But please welcome PM Triers. <laughs> Hello, boys. Hello, hello, PM. Hello. That was a that was an ominous uh, intro you had there. Uh, Very yeah, Denzel esque laugh. That's right. <laughs> Is uh, that's you... who I've tried to model my entire life after. Thank you for noticing. Denzel Washington, the actor. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. We don't know that he can't write. That is true. That is true. Nobody has ever, uh, ever asked Denzel to wa- uh, write a children's book. So as far as I know, I mean, I know. Sam and no one had better fucking do it. Cause if he can do it, then I'm out of a job. Oh shit. So you I'm are done. The, you are the Denzel Washington of children's literature. I'm glad someone finally has the courage to say it. <laughs> and thank you for acknowledging my courage. <laughs> now, PM, uh, uh, obviously, I'm very familiar with the children's books of my youth. You know, your uh, your Goosebumps, your, uh, uh, your uh, anim- Animorphs. No, yeah, Animorphs. I almost said Animaniacs. That was a television program. <laughs> no, you got your standards. You got your Hardy Bs, your Nancy That's. Hardy Hardy B's and Nancy D's. You got your you got your uh, uh, runaway R's. Uh, he's a, well, he's we a got, mouse so we on got a motorcycle. Some party boys. You got we some got, par- uh, you got some party boys. Got some boxcar C's. Oh, you got some boxcar C's. You got some babysitter diaries. Is that a thing? By D's? that is a thing. So um, let me ask you this: What kind of children's uh, author are you? Do you write spooky? mysteries or do you write uh stuff you know, with mice on motorcycles commit, uh, solving uh every every day i wake up in a cold sweat screaming that i did not come up with a mouse on a motorcycle <laughs> that is my one greatest shame in my life but i do in fact write scary stories Ooh, I do, that's right every <laughs> single one of my books starts that way oh right. i do believe that's right just written scary. out phonetically Ooh. That's right. 
five different fonts, so like chapter, a hostage note. Chapter one of every book is starts with Ooh. yeah, it's O U O U G H O U. That's right. And then I very succinctly cut it off to start with Once Upon a Time. After that, it's if I have to make it very clear, like no, this is a different letter O, not part of the initials. Ooh. So you want to get you want to get people geared up though for what they're about to experience. Like you don't want people to get surprised that it's going to be scary. So you got to get them in the mindset right away. Exactly. I I want it known from the jump. This is a scary story. You're going to shit your pants whether you're ready for it or not, and that's good. You silly children. <laughs> you're so you're kind of working the same lane as like a, a scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, or a goosebumps, or uh, that's, that that, that, that's right. Um, I'm similar to to your R.L. Steins and such, except uh, the the difference is I'm not a coward like they are. I don't think they ever took it quite far enough. I am a firm believer that the only true teacher for children is fear. That is the uh, only way children are ever actually taught lessons that stick with them. It's like you time. Yeah, you like like you touch the the stove once when it's hot. You're not touching it again. You bring that's that right. to your literature. I feel that. I like that. And that's very much a Denzel Washington thing, too. I get that. (laughs) I believe that That might, in fact, be an exact quote from The Equalizer, too. (laughs) Or The Book of Eli, I believe. (laughs) Yes, that's absolutely some shit that God would say. Sorry, spoilers. Ooh, uh uh-oh. Do you you write books for the blind as well? I mean, they can try. That's a, that's a valuable book, lesson. Any book to can teach be a, a blind book. child, by the way, is to give them a non-blind child book and tell them if you don't. But Listen, any... there's a lady out there that says that if you put all your dreams and aspirations on a cork board and look at it hard enough, they're going to come true. But you're blind, so you're fucked. Yeah. Who is this lady? Who is this lady? Who is this lady? Is she, has she just been going up to you and saying this? Is she one is, of the ones is that's the got secret? A, is, is the she, lady from the secret? Is she one of the ones that started that foot only only fans? Mm. She, uh, I bet you she. I, I don't know if she. She probably doesn't need to because the secret sells well. But I bet you she thinks that you can. If she just took a, a cork board and put a bunch of pictures of her shitty feet, not near penises with dollar bills, it'll come true. Oh, the the worst thing a foot can be, not where a penis is. Oh, the worst. <laughs> location, location, location. May, maybe a, an idea for the next children's book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll have to figure some things out for that one, I think. Yeah, yeah PM, uh, what uh, would we know? Like, what are some of your top sellers? Because, like, I'm not really versed in the genre of young adult horror books, but I might, maybe I've heard of some of the, what kind yes. of books are out there that people might know? Of course. Well, my, my, my prize work is, of course, an anthology of stories that I wrote oh. that was called uh, PM Triers' Book of Creepy Tales to Tell Any and All Children You Can Find. <laughs> I like that. It really, it really sets the scene. That's right. Yes, and and that of course had some of my 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 greatest works, including uh the very scary spider that ate Marissa's legs off. Oh, geez, yeah, and that's the uh and and funnily enough, also one that was called the Astonishing Amusement Park Overrun with Boiled Goats. That's a callback <laughs> from years ago. <laughs> literally, literally years ago. Uh, that's wild. So you kind of you kind of uh, uh, let people know what they're getting into. These children, they went right in the title. Like you don't want to uh, uh, surprise them with leg eating spiders. You kind of let them know from jump. Yeah. The the, the surprise is not oh my god her legs got eaten right up. It's oh no what did she do to inevitably deserve that. <laughs>
And then, of right. course, by the time they read it, they go, oh, yes, now I see. Because, uh, again, the, the idea behind your stories, it sounds like, is to uh, establish some kind of moral compass of, like, this person is full of sin and therefore legs eaten by spiders. That's right. And what is the sin that is uh, 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 perpetrated in that story that causes this to happen? Uh, Marissa is very, very rude and condescending to her well-intentioned elderly, elderly children's writer neighbor. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So maybe, maybe a little, I mean, they say, write what you know. Yeah. Uh, She's always bullying him and asking him rude things like, are you okay? You look unwell. Do you need a doctor? My mother is a doctor and my father has made soup for you. <laughs> things like that. Real shithead things like that. Yeah. What, what, a, what a precocious little fucking bitch. Oh, that is an absolutely boils. fucking kid. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, it does seem like it does seem like she's overstepping a boundary. Certainly, yeah. If you don't have bills to pay, don't ever ask me if I'm okay. Don't don't be right. worried about me. Well, and, is- and, and not to spoil my own work, but of course, the the plot of that story is that she wanders into his house because oh, she she hears a loud cry. Oh, it sounds like he's crying, but he doesn't cry. Anyone would know that. No, men don't. Uh, but cry. she comes in, no. and she finds his giant spider. And lo and behold. (laughs) Now, is this also uh, based in uh, a reality or is that something that you fabricated? Is it a a metaphorical spider or is a spider also something that you've experienced in your life? I've been told legally not to specify on that question in particular. (laughs) That's fair. The the statute of limitations on spiders is a lengthy one. I know about that. Well, you'd have to go to spider court. Nobody wants to do that. No. No, it takes it. I mean, there's, I mean, first of all, the jury is only eight people. Uh, Jury's always hung. (laughs) Jury's always hung, uh, dwindling from a web, Uh, (laughs) dangling, maybe is the word. Uh, uh, So, yeah, so, so Marissa is harassing her neighbor and is eaten by spiders uh, and the big moral. Oh, no, not, not spiders. Just one singular large spider. Spider, solitary spider. (laughs) Yes. It, it took a while. Let me tell you. Now, and uh, they do get to you slow. I got to tell you, PM, um, I relate because one time me and my girlfriend were uh, having sex. Hell yeah. Mm. <laughs> nice one. The, no, no, the, the, pa- the, pa- the pause was so we could all high five. And anyway, so all of a sudden, so we're, we're doing it in the bed like normal people, right? Hell Nothing yeah. crazy, you know? Missionary. I'm not an athlete. What do I look like? Tom Brady to you? No what, way. What do I look like? Tom Jones? <laughs> I do look like Tom Jones when I fuck, by the way. I was going to say you look like Thomas James, strange, so I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> you, whenever it's you're all fucking, a you just... strange shade of orange. I'm saying it's not unusual. Don't worry yeah. about it. Whenever, like... you, whenever you're having sex with your with your girlfriend, you just to confirm that you're heterosexual, you go, she's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's... <laughs> I'm surprised myself. <laughs> <laughs> whoa she's a lady yeah uh, uh, so yes you're having anyway, sex all of a sudden starting to hear some sort of commotion going on in the living room um i live in an apartment building i thought it was we had just had an earthquake i thought it was another earthquake so i run out and i run out butt naked to see this little fucking kid in the middle of my living room looking at me whoa yeah, and all of a sudden I'm just like, oh no, I'm in my own house, terrified because the child just came in. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you doing? I run out, go get a robe or whatever. 
turns out his parents are like dead. Wanna, you know, you know those people that go say goodbye and then have like another visit right by the door. Like, yes. bye, we gotta go, and then we're gonna talk for another. So one of those was happening, and then we just didn't leave our door. We just didn't lock the door. So, and nobody found out anything. That's the thing. That kid may or may not have seen, but like he was a home invader. So I'm not even. Yeah, like, he. I'll, I'll admit I mean, you fucking... gave him enough to think about that he couldn't really process the news when his parents told him about the divorce. He's lucky. Like. He's lucky I didn't shoot him. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't welcome him. And I have no gun, but I have. I own an arbalect which I know you know what it is. Of course I know what an arbalect is. <laughs> now, of I, course I do. Of course we yeah, all you know. you and I need to hang out later. That's right. <laughs> of course oh. we all know what an arbalect is. Uh, we don't need to expound on that any further. But I think But it is- we also could, and I'll say what it is on the count of three. One, One two, two, three. three. Big spiders! Loads <laughs> of them crawling out of your eyes. It's a bit of a spider crossbow, is what I if I uh, it's a crossbow that is in the shape of a spider that also shoots smaller spiders. That's right. Which some people say is a hat on a hat. I say fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that sounds like a story though that might uh, that seems like I don't know, Rad, if you've got this license already, if there's TV or film rights or or book rights for this, but this sounds like a story could be written about this home invading child. Uh, is this uh, PM? Is this something that you would? fancy a story about oh i mean absolutely i mean it is of course very well trod territory for me uh, these home invading children i have to you know come come up with a different creative twist you know perhaps right. this time it shall be snakes snakes but definitely <laughs> a man with his dick out has to be involved i think yes of course but only in well, like he's our hero the of the story of course the children is the wrongdoer as <laughs> rad already mentioned whatever child is to- in the wrong Whenever I'm trying to establish the protagonist of any story, I look to whose penis is out. And then when, once I find that out, I go, okay, this is who I'm rooting for. And I'm yeah, on board. That, guy, that, that guy's got none to hide. The, the key is you have to look for whose penis is already out. Right. If a character takes out their penis during the story, then you may have a villain. Ah. <laughs> Perhaps a villain. Mm. That's, an, that's an imposter. <laughs> And of course, context is king. Oh, we can't forget about context. Context is king. <laughs> context is always king when it comes to men's genitalia. Now, <laughs> PM, uh, I love I love these stories that you've told so far. So the, this this uh, compilation seems like it's a big hit. Uh, Akin, is this in libraries? Is this something that uh, people children have access to currently? Well, they did at first, and oh, then yeah. uh, there, there was an enterprising group of parents who uh, decided to make it their life's work. To come sure. after me, right? And my like stories. The, the mothers against drunk driving of uh, scary children's literature. That's right. So my books are available in some libraries, but just in kind of the public libraries and the corners, where you kind of walk into the library and you go, mm, "Something happened there." Your book Ooh, is. I, don't, I feel like I was just an hour too late walking into this library, but something happened there. The <laughs> energy is different. <laughs> making a point to avoid that corner of the library. Your, bu- your, your books are only available in shady corners of libraries. <laughs> That's right, public libraries specifically. You cannot walk into a school with one of my books on hand. Oh no! Oh yes. no! Is that a is it the people they they have metal detectors at a lot of schools now because you know the Second Amendment. Uh, uh, right. So I'm assuming that they're also screening for your literature now. They get snatched up right away with the contraband cards and the silly bands. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, silly bands. So quick. <laughs> silly bands still a problem. Uh, 
Slap bracelets? I hope so. That's what the entirety of my second book was about. Oh, please. Please explain. Uh, I would love oh, to know what that book is. Silly pants are going to eat you from the wrist down. <laughs> wrist down? That's right. <laughs> Starting with the wrist, eat your hand. Falls to the ground, and then it has to work the way back up from the feet. Oh, wait, so your, your hand, uh, a, gang, a gangrenous hand wound uh, falls off and then your hand infects the foot and then it climbs its way back up. That's right. It, it essentially zombifies the hand. So the oh hand starts peeling the skin off of you. This is brutal. From the feet and then kind of tosses it over to the silly band, which is now on the ground limp. See, this is crazy. Kind of tossed up. So this is so you're like a, the Hunter S. Thompson of uh, children's books. You I was going to say Lamb of God. Rad's very courageous for saying it. <laughs> and, and we should take a moment to acknowledge Rad's courage. Uh, Rad, thank yes, you for your Purple hearts for all. Purple hearts for all. That's right. If everyone looks under their seat, you'll see that you've been awarded a purple heart. <laughs> Honestly, I think the biggest, pro the biggest problem with our country over the past four years, not enough purple hearts given out. You know what? And I actually remember uh, that you had, this is something that's just, uh, you know, the internet, things you absorb things. And I don't know where I noticed this, but it is a, a, a on my radar. I didn't realize it was one of a, a PM Trier's original. There is a book that you wrote that's about the lack of purple hearts as it pertains to children and child soldiers. That's right. <laughs> they had their purple hearts ripped out by Dr. Manhattan. Oh he was God. in a war. Wait, so you got some crossover with uh with the I was Watchmen I universe. was hoping that I could get an HBO Watchmen series done. So that was my take on the IP. Okay. Did you have the rights for said IP? No. Oh. <laughs> so that's why initially when I published it it was these children have their purple hearts taken out by a giant blue naked man. And then I ran into would you believe it even more legal problems. <laughs> But we also know that Dr. Manhattan in your story is the protagonist because his dick is out. That's right. It's not but like not the right comic away. where sometimes they stick him in that little black Speedo. Oh, oh that's right. Which is even more intoxicating somehow. I hope to God in the Snyder Cut, Snyder finds a way to get more blue penises <laughs> onto the Justice League. I don't care which members, and I don't care how many have how many members, if you know what I mean. Oh, I, I know what you mean. Rad, you know what he means? I do know what he means. He's uh, talking about the, uh, he's, again, the blogosphere, Kevin, mm. where uh, there's a lot of uh, chatter about the Smurfs crossover to Marvel. Right, right. I've been hearing about this a little bit. There's, a, there's yeah. going to be a Smurfs tie-in. I also hope they make the Flash a blogger, speaking of, because the blogosphere, that's really where you get the real information. I also hear that, like, in the blogosphere, it functions a lot like the Speed Force, where if you go into it, time kind of exa stops. exactly like I was trying to think of what that thing was called. <laughs> it's like the Speed Force, where he... he the blogosphere's really, out of balance. I'm really yeah. exhausting my knowledge of DC too Comics many right Too now. many people are you using slurs, and they're not of that ethnicity. So You enter the blogosphere, and you find that clip of Ezra, who plays the Flash, just choking out a fan for yeah. no reason. And then you go, oh, he's still in the movie. They made this movie twice, had an opportunity to not have the guy who chokes out people in it. But they decided they needed to keep him in. Sounds good. So you get into the blogosphere, you see that, you reblog it, and then you dip out. That's right. That's, uh, that's how you get Superman nowadays. You retweet uh, pictures of the uh, Black Panther Adam. But the one where, like, that guy reimagined him as a white blonde man, 
and then just was like, I don't understand what's wrong. You guys should stop black explaining to me. You you emerged like Superman from his grave, just super pissed off and weirdly shirtless. <laughs> yeah, that makes him tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really I'm really vying for you. I hope you're able to get these tie-ins with some of your stories. It sounds like your material is ripe for uh, some kind of comic book expanded universe. Uh, well, and you I just I, need. You just you just need uh, like a title character like how R.L. Stein has Slappy. You slappy. Need a slappy. Yes. Who's Slappy? I don't remember that. Is that the the ventriloquist dummy? Yeah. So. Oh shit! I nailed it. I was gonna yeah. say either that or the monster blood hamster. Yeah, you really you really didn't have a whole lot of like options. Yeah, who, who else is be called Slappy? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, fuck, is that what Jack abom- Black's character uh, was called in the film? I, I thought it was the abominable snowman from Pasadena was named Slappy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I actually have an insane amount of Goosebumps references in my head, I'm realizing. Flappy was the original puppet that was part of Otto and George. There's <laughs> a joke that Rich Boss and three other people don't know who Otto is. <laughs> listen here, folks. Listen here, folks. That's not a, it's not a bad impression of a legend. Uh, well, yeah. Have you considered, uh, PM, uh, have you ever considered writing a story with Rich Voss as one of the protagonists? Well, I couldn't begin to tell you who that is, okay. but also, yes. He's going yes. to be at Magoobies this weekend, so you'll find it. Ah, Magoobies. That sounds no. like a place where spiders could thrive. Magoobies, absolutely. Like, I will send you some information on Magoobies because it seems like a great place for one of your stories to set uh, take place in. It's kind of a dingy, gross comedy club. Uh, have you ever... Uh, have you ever oh, dare had- you. Have any? Oh yes, yeah. We shall not speak ill of Magoobies. Um, have you ever? Uh, uh, do do your stories ever take place with uh, children? Uh, you know, children learning lessons in an art, like pursuing the arts in any fa- fashion. Are there any stories about that mm. in your repertoire? I ha- I haven't delved into that yet, mostly because I want to make sure I don't have any competition. As sure. a writer, I am an artist, and so the fewer writers there are, the better. Especially because I'm already having so much trouble getting through as it is, and I only have so much life left to live. Sure. Uh, how old of a man are you, by the way? I'm about to end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Asked and answered. Yes. <laughs> now, so you're, uh, but it seems like you're doing pretty well. I mean, you're you're a published author, and that's nothing to shake a stick at. Uh, you wish you could be doing more, though. Yes, and, I, and I'm hoping that, thankfully, speaking of the blogosphere, that I'm going to be getting a little bit of a break because of uh, all of the Seuss news. Yes, the Seuss news, of course, which I may have talked about in the intro of this show. Um, obviously, uh, the uh, Dr. Seuss uh, pantheon of great novels, uh, some of them have been post posthumously canceled because of their um, negative depictions of certain uh, uh, races, creeds, and colors. Uh, are you attempting to uh, fill the hole left by these books uh, as in their absence? That's right. I'm attempting to fill it right on up with spiders. (laughs) I have several stories that I'm planning to publish into a brand new anthology that I'm hoping will somehow, you know, help these, these poor, these poor conservative parents. Oh no. Oh no. Their culture of racist children's books is being stripped away. And I hope it, to give them something that sort of fills the void. Because you can't even say anything anymore. And so I think that... You can't that, say a goddamn thing. You can't even We've say... We've had to be sitting here in silence for we, hours. <laughs> I don't know. Someone pays $5 a month to hear just silent audio. It's almost like it's almost like I, the whole I first I used segment. to go on podcasts and say things like, nobody likes women. 
and mean it. And now you can't do that. Now you can't do, you can't that. do that. Yeah, listen. And people listen. can't even voice their uh, their upset about this because right. they can't say anything on Twitter either. Pe- people can't go on their Netflix hour special that gets watched by millions of people and talk about whatever they want anymore. It's crazy that nobody has that opportunity five times a month to do that. I didn't know you watched my Netflix comedy special. Oh, wait, awesome. you- <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, PM, I was going to say, are you the same guy? Because there was a kind of Colonel Sanders-looking motherfucker on this one special I watched. Yeah, yeah that I, was mine. It was called PM in the AM. I decided to do a thing where, unlike other stand-up comedians, I did mine at 7.45 Yeah, the crack, the crack of dawn. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you're to three people yeah, you fell three. asleep on the corner outside of the club. Yeah, I you had them in <clears throat> by the legs. You had a real gorilla comedy special thing going yeah, real on. Which dice I is a uh, the dated laughter died type of thing. <laughs> That's right. You just you just went and uh, did it randomly at seven o'clock in the morning. Yes. At a club. You managed which was to open walk, at seven o'clock in walk the morning. three people at seven o'clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as I was done at seven forty eight p.m., <laughs> I broke a- right into the Netflix <clears throat> building and I waited for somebody to come up to the desk I was hiding under. And I said, you will air this. And How did that go? I mean, it went pretty, they were just like, how many people are you just unnecessarily unempathetic towards? How many groups of people do you just make fun of for truly no reason whatsoever? And I said, all of them. And they said, you're hired. They're, they're, with the caveat, of course, they were like, okay, that sounds pretty good. But have you also been soliciting underage women on, on uh, Snapchat? Yeah. You're not letting your animation writers and animators unionize, are you? Because we can't be having any of that. Oh my god, steam came out of his ears just now. Mustache <laughs> 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 caught on fire. <laughs> well, PM, uh, obviously, like we want to give you the bleak and review bump here, of course. Uh, and this is in our public feed, so people don't even have to pay five dollars to listen to us not be able to say anything on this uh, show. So, like, what uh, stories you cooking up in the old uh, the old noggin there? Do you got anything coming out that you want people to uh, be uh, hyped for? Of course, of course. Well, I, I have several takes on uh, some of these Doctor Seuss classics. Sure. How long they're going to be around? So I figured I'd. I'd give them the old PM Trias twist. Yeah, do a do a bit make of an them, homage. Make them nice and twisted, like my forehead tattoo says. Yeah, that was uh, something that we didn't comment on. That is a very specific tattoo that's on. I your don't forehead. know why. I've made it very large for a reason. It's very large, big, big, big old English font. <laughs> that's right. The only form of English there should be. Old. <laughs> the, ki- the king's English. I don't want any of these new words. Get them out of here. Yeah, all these, I mean, all these pronouns now, it's like uh, my pronouns are attack helicopter. You know, it's funny. That's right. <laughs> Much easier to say than any of the one-syllable pronouns. These goddamn <laughs> entitled who's and what's it's. We could say it, women. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so, yeah, like what? Uh, what's like uh, a, a, new, uh, a new, one of your new stories that's coming up that people can keep their that's eyes right. peeled for? Well, if, if, if you're missing... The uh, the lovely hijinks of the cat in the hat. You can which we check all out my which we late, all do. Which we all do. Michael Myers. Oh, a treat. Ah, you can check out my latest story, the bird with a perm and knows when you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> he flies. Damn. Damn. He flies around your house. He gets into all the cupboards 
and he looks dead into your eyes and says five months. <laughs> and then he eats some crackers. Whoa! So he's a bit of a scamp. He's a bit of a scamp. And then, uh, as, as previously mentioned, <laughs> and to think I saw it's on Mulberry Street. Right, of course. Oh, a classic. Has oh, some bad it. depictions in there, but you won't find anything but good, scary depictions in I drove onto Hoover Boulevard and hit your dog and grandma. It <laughs> seems like a lot of your stories have the theme of things coming into your house and welcome. Yes, that's the scariest thing a thing can do. That is come true. Come into your abode. Where you well, sleep and eat. Into your, upon your dwelling. I don't, I don't disagree. I upon do your not disagree. very resting board. <laughs> like a rolling stone. Well, we're Hang not all successful writers. We don't have a board yet. That's, uh, one day I hope to have uh, as many boards as I can never even count. Uh, I don't want to be able to count them. I want to have too many. I want to have an excess of boards. That's right. Uh, so this this story, uh, I drove onto Hoover Street and ran over your dog and grandma. Uh, yes. That that sounds like a page turner. Grandma was walking your dog a little too slow for me. Oh, so it was a twofer. You didn't hit them individually. They were a unit when you hit them. They were together. I made sure of it. And I say you because you are the protagonist in that, right? His name is P.M. Dryers. Well, technically, it is someone by the name of G.M. Briars. Okay. Yeah. Legally, it can't be me, so it's not me, and I'm not winking into camera. No, certainly not. No, certainly not. And, of course, uh, we uh, Snopes confirmed. Um, yes. And then... Uh, uh, I'm curious because you say you mentioned Mike Myers earlier, didn't you? Uh, also, I thought I saw in the trades, you know, in Variety, that you might have a story, uh, a fictional, uh, a, a rebranding, uh, a la the Wiz of the Love Guru. Is that also coming out? That's exactly correct. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging the, that. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Listen, it's all it's all about IP. It's all about IP. You can't just have something based on nothing. Sure. That won't get you onto Paramount Plus. That is very true. <laughs> right, Paramount Plus. <laughs> You'll never get the Paramount Plus money that way. Apple TV Plus. Oh, Pe yes. The Peacock. All of them. All of everyone's favorite streaming services. Well, I don't know about Peacock because I don't know if they offer anything more than the Peacock because there's not a plus there. Right, it's just Peacock, and I'm like, what is it? Just footage of birds? And I don't even try. I have plenty of birds already. Do you? I go out looking for them. <laughs> I break into people's houses. I find people who have birds as pets, and I say, you keep them in a cage. You don't deserve these creatures. Well, you're also doing that to research your roles for your your stories, because you're now you're the one entering someone's abode. That's right. I have to know what it's like, the thrill of the chase. <laughs> Not knowing what I'll find. And Rad, you've done a similar thing when you broke into that child's apartment later and they were naked, right? Hey, listen, I I live by the Old Testament, eye for an eye. <laughs> eye for an eye, uh, a flash for a flash. I, I told, I told the parents as they left, I was like, That's the exact same naked. reason I kidnapped Grant Gustin. <laughs> oh, expound on that. <laughs> no, oh, no, right. I don't think I will. Yeah, come on. The Sometimes a man's got to do what a man's got to do. 
That is true. And what you're going to do is obviously revolutionize the world of children's literature by filling the hole that Dr. Seuss left. Uh, well, that people have left in, in Dr. Seuss's legacy uh, with, you know, I uh, ran over your grandma on Hoover Street and uh, the, the bird with the perm. And no, <laughs> say, say the whole title. The bird with the perm who tells you when you're going to die. That's right. <laughs> and then this love guru parody, which we didn't get into too much, but oh, I imagine- the love guru that loves lighting fires. <laughs> yes. Of course. He loves them. Oh, he, loves he loves them. the smell. He simply cannot get enough. Um, and uh, any any other uh, any other uh, uh, books in that uh, pantheon that are coming out or stories in that collection that you want to talk about here? Because we're kind of inching into plugs here. So I oh, figure now sure. is the well, time to I'll talk about it. Then I'll end it on my strongest third joke, of course. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker gets it. Uh, you know, the, the, the most canceled book of them all, it would seem, when it comes to Dr. Seuss is, of course, If I Ran the Zoo. Right. So I've decided to rebrand that one specifically to We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> and the guy from Split was in it. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's like a three-hander. That's right. It's a sequel to We Bought a Zoo and part of now M. Night Shyamalan's Split Glass Unbreakable whatever the fuck it was universe. Everyone's favorite cinematic universe. You'll never guess who the protagonist of that one is. Denzel I'll give you Washington. a hint. It's Aang from Avatar. He's back. Whoa, Aang. He's joining the Avatar Wars. Now, Rad, you're a fan of Avatar. This this must be huge news for you. No, I'm actually not a fan of Avatar. Uh-oh. Just because the Will guy like- that plays the guy from Slumdog Millionaire looks exactly like me doesn't mean I'm a fan of Avatar. <laughs> okay? Not from the Fire Nation. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go I fuck love- yourself, Kevin. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> hey. I'm yeah, me and Rad are in on this now. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know project coming up. <laughs> oh, Yes. Yeah, I mean, you Tell guys me, right, should... how do you feel about setting up hundreds of spiders in someone else's house? I don't see a better way to waste to waste. I apologize. <laughs> I don't see a better way to spend my time. <laughs> I don't Freudian. have anything else. Going That's all right. On. Listen, we'll just see what happens. Maybe it's a waste. I don't know. I'm just going to give you a cage, give you an address, and I'm just going to sit back in my chase lounge with a notebook in hand. That sounds like a, I mean, that's every screenwriting book I've ever bought. So I get. That's right. Save the cat, feed it to Make your a on Scrant Gustin. Save the cat, feed the spider. Mm. Uh, Win the bush. To, 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 uh, obviously, we can't get a better pitch for this fucking anthology than that. Uh, oh my God, PM, it's so great to meet you. I'm so happy for this. We'll definitely have to talk to you after these. Uh, uh, in the future, after these uh, books come out and see how they're doing, see if we can give another bleak and review bump. Because obviously, this episode is coming out on Friday, March 5th, of course. Um, of course. Of course. What else would it be, motherfucker? Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shit. I'm the language, pal. Oh, relax. Uh, Rad, obviously, we've talked about your Twitter presence a lot. If you want to bolster that or anything else going online or otherwise, what would you like people to know? What should they look at? Where should they find you? Uh, follow me at POTUS. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing a listen. I got I got a <laughs> quick funk I need to get out of. So stand by. And uh, in the meantime, either uh, please donate to the benefit or the to benefit. my Patreon about where I inevitably talk about how I quit whatever addiction I have going on and I need uh, money now. Yeah, that's been a but. That's why I started my Patreon. I get it. <laughs> Yeah. 
Help me kick my Adderall addiction for $5 a month plus bonus content. For $5 a month, I will not do Adderall. Just take the $5. I, I mean, it sounds like we all did the same thing. I had to start a Patreon to kick my habit of snake venom. <laughs> not snake oil, snake venom. Snake, no, oh, yeah, yeah. snake oil. That, we all know that's bullshit. Snake venom, Snake though. venom. Oh, it'll make you so sick. <laughs> you just love to be sick. I love it. The things that come to me in my waking nightmares. Yeah, was, I was going to say, you look vaguely feverish. <laughs> it's not vague. <laughs> I don't think it's COVID, but I suppose there's no way to know for yeah. sure. Well, that's Nobody healthy laughs like a Frenchman. Like Denzel. That's right. <laughs> Denzel, watch it. famous man from France. <laughs> uh, PM, obviously, we've got this uh, anthology of uh, books coming out and all your past work. Are there any LA-based comedians that you'd like to give a, a little shout-out to here in this uh, in this plug section? Well, you know, if I had to pick one LA-based comedian, and you know I've got plenty on hand. Sure. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a toss-up. I will go with John Barr. Oh, you sure. You can find at John Barr Tweets on Twitter and Instagram, twitch.tv slash John Barr. He does some dumb shit there. And then if you look up PM Triers, spelled with an A, uh, you'll find a little stream I did on YouTube. I, You could look up John Barr on YouTube. That will probably only be marginally more helpful. There's some <laughs> travel blogger named John Barr who lives in New York who's just been uploading a lot of like, well, here's different tours of my apartment. I can't go anywhere in New York anymore. So it's just different corners of my apartment I traveled to. You have to wade through a bunch of that, but then eventually it'll come to LA-based comedian John Barr and watch and if, the stream I did. Absolutely. I feel like uh, I can relate to this comedian a lot because as a Kevin Anderson in a IMDB full of screenwriters and directors named actors named Kevin Anderson, I understand that plight. Oh, yeah. If you want to find John Barr on IMDb, just look for the one that's credited as Impotent Man on a web series called American News Now, I think is what it was called. That's no, Fake true. News at Night. That's what it was called. It's one of those two, certainly. Uh, <laughs> something uh, about news and a buzzword or two in there. A buzz, <laughs> something about news and a buzzword or two. That sounds like a great number. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for me, of course, uh, first of all, I just want to say at Radisson Z is where you could find all my rejected tweets. Go follow that. <laughs> uh, go follow that Twitter. And then I'm at KB Anderson and all the things. You know this. Hey, next Friday on the 12th, I'll be doing the Unpops live uh, Zoom show. It'll be my first time doing Zoom comedy in a bunch of months, and it's going to be a rocky start. I'm mostly going to talk about all of the uh, three seasons worth of Degrassi grade drama that has happened in my apartment complex over quarantine. So check that out. That'll be cool. More details on that on my social medias obviously uh then of course you know patreon.com slash bleak review uh yesterday i believe on the day this comes out there was a new episode of fun hinged that we just dropped where myself hollis black and ethan stanislavski review the film the poughkeepsie tapes and boy is it bad so uh go check that out five dollars a month help me kick my adderall habit um <laughs> which i've kicked it's fine but i'm still taking your money uh radiston always a treasure to have you here buddy Thanks. There's a Magoobies in Poughkeepsie. There's a Magoobies in Poughkeepsie. So if that's not a reason to sign up for my Patreon, <laughs> then, I, then I know what is. Uh, and then, of course, uh, PM Triers, uh, delightful to meet you. We'll definitely have I to have I will find the Magoobies in Poughkeepsie. I will uh, find uh, it and fill it with every sort of horror you can imagine. Thank <laughs> with, you for having me. By opening for Rich Voss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah! I'll have to Google that one, apparently. But Google it. Google it. 
of course, until next time, this has been Bleaker Review. Rad, say goodbye. Goodbye. PM, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.